Hi, and welcome to this new chapter of uh, Digital Marketing Strategy. So this week, we're going to discuss the convert stage and conversion optimization. And to do this, we're going to cover the following topics. So uh, the converge stage and what are conversions, micro and macro conversions. And we're going to talk about how to approach conversion optimization, looking at how to move from uh, like a greater uh, funnel to some specifics uh, to optimize. We're going to very briefly talk about A-B testing, uh, seven conversion center principle, and we're going to finish um, the introductory video on remarketing and retargeting. So at the convert stage, our main objective is uh, very surprisingly to convert people uh, and um, to convert people to customer. Uh, now, when we're talking about converting, we're mostly, um, we're, we're generally referring to the achievement of a goal by consumers and, and a goal that we want them to achieve. And in order to kind of provide greater granularity, typically, um, firms uh, and, and, and specialists will discuss two main types of conversion, a micro conversion or steps in the achievement of a greater goal and a macro conversion, which is this greater goal. So for example, if your macro conversion is a sale, everything that uh, helps make a consumer make a sale that you've kind of uh, made a path for them and a set of goals to achieve would be micro goals. So, uh, you know, like they signed up to your newsletter, they opened uh, your first email, they viewed a product, uh, a product page, uh, all of these would be a micro conversion that helps them achieve this greater goal of uh, making uh, a purchase. Um, and when we approach conversion optimization, it's important first to understand where should I devote most of my effort? Um, because as we've seen throughout um, the class, there's um, like converting consumers take effort and time. And we've seen that, you know, it takes six, six to 10 different touch points in order to, um, to convert a consumer from visitor to a sale. And, and all of these touch points could be uh, moments where we, uh, we're not doing a super good job uh, and, and we want to boost our effort. So like the first thing that we really need to understand is where should I devote most of my effort? Is it from uh, you know, uh, creating leads? So like moving, converting people from visitor to lead? Uh, is it from um, like making them from marketing qualified to sales qualified? Uh, is, is that where my strategy is kind of um, um, iffy and, and I need to devote more effort there? Uh, or is it when uh, I have uh, sales qualified leads um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm unable to uh, close uh, them to a sale? Like trying to having this, uh, this, this more like overarching bird eyes view on um, where in my uh, overall funnel uh, are things iffy would be a, like a first step to uh, perform um, conversion optimization. And when we've identified when things are iffy, uh, then we can really dig down into the analytics and try to understand, well, um, you know, like at, at the purchase stage, uh, which is uh, like the funnel we have here on the left or right, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, on, on, our, um, on our purchase funnel, where are things? If, is it from uh, when people, um, like maybe there's a problem with our cart. So like, um, you know, we know that our product page functions well, uh, but people abandon a lot, of, uh, a lot of their product at the cart. So then looking at the specific analytics of the cart becomes something that, uh, that would be of importance. Uh, and really the rest of, um, of the chapter kind of give tips and tricks uh, on uh, both how to make this analysis and uh, how to better pages um, so that we uh, can have more highly converting pages. And one of the best tools uh, in our arsenal as digital marketers to uh, boost conversion rates is A-B testing. Uh, A-B testing is the very simple idea that um, we can run experiment online and firms continuously do so. And this is how, for example, Facebook is like, like constantly changing their website with the goal of boosting our engagement and, and having ads that are 
performing better. Uh, and, and by doing these experiments online, we can have like very granular, small marginal increase uh, in, in conversions, in conversion rate, uh, which over time will lead to uh, like very massive differences. And the idea of A-B testing is uh, you take one element of a page that uh, you think might be, an, uh, might be an issue or you think you might be able to um, update and have performed better. Uh, and then you change this element uh, and you run the two pages parallel over a week uh, to see which one performs best. So in, in this case, version A has as a headline, it has just become easier to develop your fitness potential. Uh, version B of that page has transform yourself with uh, fit for life. Um, and for a period of, let's say a week, you would uh, concomitantly run so you run these two pages for a period of a week. And at the end of the week, you see which page performed best. In this hypothetical case, version B performed best. Uh, conversion rate moved from 79%. And so for the remainder of uh, the existence of this landing page, we're going to keep um, that changed element on version B. And the week after, we're going to test some other element on that page or uh, on like something associated with that uh, campaign or some other aspect of our website. Uh, so A-B testing shouldn't be seen as this one-time thing that we do, but rather it should be seen as a part of um, um, a strategy to continuously and iteratively improve uh, our uh, marketing campaign and web pages. And this is how over time you can um, achieve the, the, the kind of massive increase that will lead you to have like much highly uh, performing uh, marketing campaigns uh, and web pages because you're continuously making these uh, small um, iterative incremental changes. And um, that also means that, you know, like even if um, your page doesn't converse, convert great at best, uh, it might be better to see, well, are there a few elements of my page that I'd like to fix rather than like starting from scrap uh, and then just creating a whole new page? Because we have this tool that allows us to see, you know, like what element doesn't work, what element works uh, on, on web pages, on search ads, on apps, on email campaigns, like really whatever you want to, you want to test. Um, by, by testing these elements, you can, you can really boost uh, the conversion rate of your pages. And then in the chapter, I uh, introduced Unbounce um, 7, um, well, slightly modified version of Unbounce uh, civil conversion-centered principles. So you want to create focus design uh, pages uh, for a single goal and, mi and minimize attention to what you want people to achieve. Draw attention to what people should be uh, looking at, building structure so that your page is easily understandable by uh, visitors, staying consistent. Uh, building trust, uh, making sure that uh, like practicing congruence, making sure that all of the elements of your web page aim at having consumer achieve that single goal that you want them to achieve. And finally, thinking con like uh, about continuity, uh, asking yourself, what should people be doing next once they'll be done with that first goal? So creating focus differs uh, depending on whether you're optimizing landing pages or some other element of um, of your website, but really the idea is always the same. The idea is what do I want people to um, achieve and how can I minimize distraction on the page to have them achieve this? Um, uh, on landing pages, we saw that this takes um, the form of the attention ratio. You should have one goal for your landing page and only uh, one link. That link should be a call to action and um, that link allows people to achieve the goal you've set them uh, for to achieve. Uh, in the textbook, I also uh, present a few uh, home pages of websites to also show that uh, the same idea of creating focus on home pages has become really the forefront of how uh, firms de design the, their web pages. 
Um, then very briefly, um, on drawing attention, I present a few tips and tricks. Uh, some of them are encapsulation. So like uh, encapsulating elements you want people to uh, look at. Uh, using color and contrast, again, to um, have people's attention on these elements and using directional cues to help them read pages the way that you want them to read. Then we have building structure for clarity. And this is really about um, using visual hierarchy so that people in five seconds can easily understand what your page is about and what's the main message. So everything that's um, really important for your consumers to, for your, for your visitors to understand should be like uh, in heading one, like, like in bold, uh, easily seeable. And then the details should be, um, should be uh, in, in smaller fonts. Um, this idea of staying consistent um, takes into consideration that like as, as web browser, uh, as people who browse the web, we don't really like to think too much. Uh, so the easier the job, the easier the task that you give a consumer, the more likely they are to achieve it. And, and that means, you know, con con constantly using cues to remind the consumer that they're at the right place, that they clicked on that link, and now that link follows from where they clicked, um, and, um, and that these things match. And, and, and the two, um, two, two of the tools that we can use to practice this is design and message matching. And design and message matching has to do with the idea that um, where you send people from an ad should look like the ad that they were looking at. So you're talking about a promotion for 12, uh, like for 12 roses and free delivery. And then the page that they arrive on should also talk about 12 roses and free delivery, and that you should match the message. Here we're talking about a course on A-B testing. People arrive on the landing page and this course on A-B testing uh, is also repeated. Um, second, um, your, uh, your landing page should also match the design of your ad. Um, not partially important if you're doing search ad, but if you're advertising every, uh, like using any other um, type of ads that we've seen like banner ads or uh, ads on social media, um, you, should, um, you should just copy the color scheme and the, and the main visuals that you're using uh, for these ads. And, and that makes consumers really easily see that the page that you're directing them to is exactly the page that they should be on, right? Like they click on that ad for that reason, and then they arrive on a web page that um, will help them achieve what they wanted to achieve when they clicked on that ad. Uh, then we have the idea of building trust using uh, social proof. So that can be uh, testimonial, list of clients, numbers, like uh, how many people have downloaded your app recently. Um, maybe you have, you want awards or accolades. Uh, you've been, I don't know, um, like best design firm of, uh, of Montreal for the last year uh, and so on and so forth. So like signs that your website is trustworthy. And, and, and this is partially important today because with Shopify uh, or Squarespace, anybody really can start and, and, and sell uh, like dropship products. Uh, it has become really easy for consumers to uh, create web pages. Reviews have become uh, increasingly unreliable. Uh, so it's important to use the signals to um, to tell consumer, hey, listen, we're a real company. Uh, you can uh, put your trust in us. The uh, product that we're selling is going to be a great product. The idea of being congruent uh, is all about aligning all of the element of your web page to the goal that consumers should be achieving on that page. Uh, and um, I, I give the example in the chapter of a landing page, uh, and, and then I provide a format um, or a template rather uh, to help evaluate this landing page. And, and basically what you want to do is to break down a page to its core element, the images, the headings, the subheadings, the paragraphs, the call to actions, and every time look at this element and ask yourself, 
is this element aligned with the goal I want consumer to achieve? Does this relate to, uh, in the case of uh, the, the chapter that we had downloading a white paper, are the benefits associated with the white paper? Does the head headline talks about downloading a white paper? Is the hero shot or the multiple images on my page um, images that relate to uh, that white paper? And whenever the answer is no, um, then you have a misalignment and you, you should be changing that element. And again, the idea here is to kind of reduce the cognitive load, the, the amount of effort required um, by consumers to try to understand what, what the hell they're supposed to do on that page uh, and how can I achieve as a consumer what I want to achieve on that page uh, in order to make it really like streamlined and easy and without friction for them to, uh, to achieve that goal. Uh, and the last principle is this idea of thinking about continuity. So like whenever you have consumer achieve a micro conversion, you should always know what's the next goal that you've set out for them, right? Like they have an, they have an ad, they click, you know that you're going to bring them to a landing page. You know on the landing page that they're supposed to download a white paper. Once they give your, their email address, you know that you're, you're supposed to sell them uh, an onboarding email and so on and so forth, right? So you should always have an answer to the question, what's next? for the consumer in the conversion path I've set out for them. Uh, and, and this is important for many reasons. It helps create like um, campaigns that are very clear from our perspective as a firm. Uh, it helps create a path that uh, more easily followed by uh, consumers because you know what they should be doing next, uh, which means that uh, consumers are more likely to understand what they're supposed to do. Uh, and finally, if we go back to um, the, the start of this video or the start of the book chapter, it helps understand where are we failing in our funnel or, or in, our, in our paths. Like where are the, uh, the, the barriers that uh, we, we need to optimize? Like if you don't know what is supposed to come next for consumers, it's really hard to know that this step, there's something iffy happening at this, at this step. So by creating very clear path for consumer, you're able to analyze these paths over time, practice A-B testing, iteratively uh, better these paths. Uh, and it also uh, provide a clear route for consumers to follow. Uh, and lastly, the last two concepts that we have for this week are these ideas of uh, remarketing and retargeting. Uh, now, last week or last chapter, we covered lead nurturing, mostly an email-based uh, approach to um, like moving leads from, you know, um, like just give you their email address to being marketing qualified, to being sales qualified, uh, to purchasing something. Uh, and this week we're introducing a new tool, this idea of remarketing and retargeting, where we can also use ads to directly talk to people. Um, in remarketing, we can use ads by um, using our email list that we've generated during lead generation activities um, and upload these uh, email lists uh, to ad platforms in order to serve ads to specific consumers uh, on these lists. Um, so that allows us to retarget people that we know at which stage they are, we know at which persona they belong to, and we can provide them with a very personalized message. Uh, retargeting is a bit uh, different and the idea here is that uh, we target people that have performed a certain behavior and that works with cookies so cookies will register actions of uh, consumers and based on previous actions like they read a blog post or they give you their email address or they opened an email or they viewed a product we'll be able to serve them ads in the future and this really helps in you know creating that clear path as to you know They've opened that email, they read that blog post, and now they're going to see, a, I don't know, an ad for a following blog post or an ad for a product and continue this conversation that you've started with consumers. Um, now, 
Remarketing has um, a few benefits, like it's highly personalizable, for example. It has also some drawback. Often people might give you an email address that's different from the email address that they're using on social media. Uh, retargeting has uh, other benefits that remarketing doesn't have. Uh, it starts as soon as a consumer will have achieved a certain action uh, that you wanted them to do. Um, it's also automatic, uh, which uh, kind of like make it easy to um, to perform campaign. And, and re retargeting explains why, for example, when you viewed um, like t-shirts in the color blue on the Gap website uh, for the remaining, for the next week or the next two weeks, you'll, you'll see on every website that you're going on uh, the t-shirt blue. That's because Gap is um, targeting you in, in the hopes that you're going to conclude the purchase um, since that you've been uh, looking at these blue t-shirts. Um, so this is all we have for this week. Uh, I hope this uh, introduction was uh, helpful and that you'll enjoy the chapter. And I'm uh, looking forward to uh, making the class exercises with you. Cheers. <laughs>